Num um, but let's go to Ephesians chapter number one, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna preach this morning. <clears throat> Thank you for coming and just being faithful. Ephesians chapter number uh, one. Did I say one? I thought. All right. Let's go to prayer and let's ask the Lord to bless the message today. Bless the whole day, all day, and and tonight. Heavenly Father, tonight we thank you that you also want us to go to church in the evening. We thank you for the morning service. We thank you for the good music and the uplifting spirit of the Lord. We thank you for the wonderful word of God. We pray today that you would help us to see life the way you do. Uh, we pray that you'd help our, our uh, mental frame of mind to be cleared and, and, and uh, spiritual. We pray, God, that you'd help all of our emotions to be focused. And we pray that you'll give us a, a good handle on life. And we pray, God, that you just arrange our hearts this morning. Help us to glorify the Lord God through Christ Jesus. We pray that you'll bless us. We pray that our, our ministry here for the name of Jesus would, would always be bright and always be powerful. That we might be faithful to uplift the name of Jesus every day and every Sunday and every Wednesday. We pray that we would uh, be used by the Lord God Almighty that through us his name would be glorified because Lord we know that's the end result and that's the goal of every church to glorify the name of the Lord Jesus. We pray you give us extra power this morning, extra power this week and this spring. Thank you for helping us to pay off the building and giving us the wherewithal and the revenues to do that. And But we, we're not done, Lord. We, we pray that you give us a new, uh, a new beginning and a new goal, a new hurdle, if you will, a, a new uh, a pro, pro, project that, God, you'd give us something more to do for you. We pray that we'd go onward and forward and upward for the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray whatever you have for our church, Lord, that you'd give us the power to see it and to understand it and then do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, Ephesians chapter number one, just one verse here to start off with. Uh, we're going to talk about this morning and preach on the, on the subject of God, our Father. Now, I, before, we, before we get into the verse, I want to tell you something what's going on in America today, uh, more so than ever, but it's, it's had its seeds down through the years. It used to be where the father of a family, uh, when I was a little boy, I used to watch TV programs called Father Knows Best, uh, Make Room for Daddy. Uh, you say, are you trying to glorify yourself? No, not at all. Uh, and I would say that not all, I don't agree with everything that ever came out of Hollywood, but don't, don't, don't hold me to that. But, you know, I, I still watch Leave it to Beaver once in a while. Does anybody know what that is? Okay, and I, I still watch, uh, uh, you know, Andy Griffith and some of the stuff. I think I've watched just about everything a Christian can watch. But, you know, our country's changing. Now... The father of the home or father of the marriage or father, any, any, any uh, head of the home, it's looked down on as if it was trash. I mean, the, the deterioration of the American home is 
epidemic. It's, it's so rotten. It's just deteriorated where the, 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 the American home is not what it used to be. Uh, Satan is behind the degradation and the destruction of the American home. And I don't mean American. I mean any good Christian home. You know, if, 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 a, if a dad has any authority in the home, the news media and Hollywood tries to tear it down. And yet that's the one thing our kids need. They need direction. You know, the, the Bible teaches the structure of any good home, and it is attacked day after day after day. We're made to look like, well, if, uh, for, me, for me personally, I have a wonderful home. I have, I have a wonderful marriage and wonderful children. I have a great home. I love my home. But for me to act like I'm the one that's supposed to uh, actually be the ultimate one that is ultimately in charge, I'm, I'm uh, looked at as some kind of dictator and some kind of tyrant and some kind of old fuddy-duddy and some old-fashioned, uh, uh, just a, a, some, somebody that doesn't have any feelings. And boy, I've, I've, I've been literally attacked because of, of trying to be a good dad. Did you realize that when God uh, ex exposed life, he revealed himself to everybody? Do you realize the only way that you and I can understand God is that he portrays himself as a father? A father. Now, uh, I don't want to embarrass anybody. Jack, can I borrow you for a minute? If I promise to give back the snacks I took away from you, then come on up, come on. Now I don't use. I like to embarrass my my children at all. Now, this this um, father son relationship. That that I didn't. I didn't dream this up. What you see right here is the father and and the son. Do you realize that God did that? This is how we get to know God. Now you say, how come you don't bring a daughter up here? <laughs> okay, I will. Jeanette, please come up here. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Right here. You say, where does she fit in? Well, she fits a lot nicer. This, this, this wonderful being would be looked at as more of the same relationship. You say, I thought God had is the father and Jesus is the son, but God didn't have a mother. Jesus didn't have a mother. In the flesh he did, but where did the where did the the male female thing come in if God has is the father and Jesus is the son? Where is did, did God have a daughter too? No. Then where did we get Jeanette? <laughs> you know what she is? She's more of the Holy Spirit of the family. In a marriage, the wife is the Holy Spirit. Now, anybody know what the Trinity's all about? The Father, the Son. We're missing something, aren't we? The Holy Spirit. 
We three are one. That's the way things are. You can be seated. God, the Father, He revealed Himself as a Father. When Jesus told us to pray, He told us to pray, Our Father. When Jesus was walking on the earth and telling us about God, He, he constantly was talking, The Father sent me. I do always those things that please the Father. If you want to know the Father, you have to come through me. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You see, God wants to reveal himself. And because he made man in his own image, the only way that he could explain himself was to give us this beautiful portrayal of a father and a son and a daughter. And then life starts. Do you realize we, wouldn't, we would not understand God whatsoever? We, we would have no idea had Jesus not come and revealed us that there is a Father in heaven. In the Old Testament, you, you know, uh, it's amazing in the Old Testament that there's not a lot of talk um, about the Father yet, yet I'm sure it, it's there. But when Jesus came in the New Testament, he exposed all that we would ever need to know about his relationship with his Father. It's a wonderful thing to know you and I one day, one day, listen closely, this is a hard, hard doctrine to understand. Because God's invisible, he's a Father, and yet he reveals himself through his Son. And the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to know His Son. And then His Son, Jesus, shows us what the Father is like because the Father's invisible. Now, we will see the Father one day. But we will see the Father, our Heavenly Father, who, by the way, He really does exist. But we are not going to get to know him outside of Jesus Christ. We will see him through Jesus Christ. We'll know him through his son. In fact, I believe that the fullness of the glory of God the Father can only be seen as we look to him through his son Jesus Christ. It, he said, remember, uh, I think was it Philip, was it... He says, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. And he says, have I been with you so long and you've not known me? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. That's just totally out of our comprehension. We can't understand that because we're human beings. But one day, we're going to see God the Father, the Father of all creation, God Almighty, the one who created everything, the Eternal One, the Ancient of Days, so magnificent, our minds cannot possibly... By the way, when we get to heaven, we're not going to fully comprehend God. We're not going to figure Him out. He is past finding out. But we're going to get to see Him as He reveals Himself to His children through His Son, Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus is so incredibly wonderful that he came and took on the form of a human being and, and ate and drank 
and lived and uh, bled and died and suffered and had tears and emotion with all points tempted like as we are yet without any sin. Praise God. And yet he is the one that the Bible says shows us exactly what God the Father is like. I'm excited about getting to know God the Father through Jesus Christ the Son. I'm a very limited, very limited right now. How many of you say you're limited too? How many say you're me limited mentally? Yes, we are. That's true. That's not, a, that's not an abrasive statement. Boy, I can't wait till the other 90% kicks in. <laughs> they, they, say, they say we only use 10% of our brain. I don't know who ever thought of that. I think it's the guys that we're teaching. But uh, uh, you hear about that guy who was preaching. He goes, uh, he goes I'm really sorry. I got a problem with my, my lung. I can't, I can't really, I can't preach very well. It, it's, it's, it's got a lot of problems. And I went to the doctor and he said, your, your, your lung is bad. So my, my whole left side is, is not very good today. Said, but when the right side kicks in, brother, I can let it go. You. But uh, I don't know. I can't wait till the other part of my brain kicks in. Amen. Okay, let's go on. Verse number three. Blessed be God and the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Blessed be God the Father who has blessed us in Christ. See it? God the Father shows us in Christ, Jesus. Now, the first time that the word Father is ever mentioned, you don't have to turn there, but it's in Genesis chapter 2. And he said, uh, uh, "This for this reason shall man leave his father and mother. So that's the first time you see the word Father in the Bible and the first time you see Mother in the Bible in the same verse. The first time. And it is the method by which God explains himself to us. He made male and female, created he both, created he them in his image. And then I want you to turn with me to Matthew 23, because it's very important that we understand what Jesus meant here when he said, call no man your father. Now, I hope you understand that the word father is used in the Bible hundreds of times. And then God says uh, through the Lord, the Lord Jesus, I don't want you to call any man your father. Now, what in the world does that mean? Well, I think I know that today we have a modern day example of what that means in the Pope. And all those uh, priests are called holy fathers. Number one, they're not fathers in that sense. And by the way, you know what the word Pope means? Papa, right? I think it's Italian. Papa. You know, Gambino, boss, family, Papa. No, uh, they're just as big criminals, by the way. Dirty, rotten pedophiles is all I think of them, and I don't want nothing to do with them. Look at this now. You see, that's a 
that might not be true. Well, it's turned out to be pretty true. Look at Matthew 23, verse 8. And we're going to see here that Jesus was referring to the way that the, the apostles and the Jews were calling people rabbi and master. Look at verse 8, um, or verse 7. And uh, greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, rabbi, 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 rabbi. But be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master. So in other words, is it true that, that there are rabbis in the world? Yes. Is it a sin to call them rabbi? Not in this sense. In this context, it's bigger than just uh, I'm the father of Jack and the kid and, and, and uh, Jeanette. That's not a sin to call me father. But in the sense of context, it's a sin to think and call these people master, rabbi, rabbi, in the way that it lifts them up above normal. It's in the Bible here where there's many times masters used and many times you see. Look at verse 8. Be, but, be ye not, but be not ye called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. So is it okay to call, hey, brother, how's it going? You know, we've been attacked of saying that. Why do you call everybody brother and sister at your church? That's weird. I've had that said to me. What, what's this stuff? Why do you say brother? I've heard pastors say, listen, that's old-fashioned. You don't have to call each other brother all the time. But by the way, it's in the Bible. And if Jesus is your Savior and God is your Father, that makes him my Father as well. And if I have the same Father and you have the same Father, what does that make us? Brothers, Brothers right? And sisters, Nothing wrong with that. See, see the attack of Satan? He's trying to destroy the family of God. We're brethren. We're brothers and sisters in the Lord. We have a common father. And call no man your father upon the earth. Now, wait a minute. Does he, does he mean that technically? No, 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 no. Because he himself used the term father. And he expects us to understand that for this reason shall a man leave his father and mother. It's not a sin to say my father is Elmer and uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But when I go to a religious figure and call him father, that's what Jesus is speaking of. He's not Christ. He's not master. He's not rabbi. He's not holy father. And he certainly ain't the Pope. Why does the Pope dress like a woman anyway? And then call himself father. I don't get it. Thank God I'm not in that. I don't want nothing to do with it. And by the way, what, what's this about Mother Mary? You know what? When they call her mother, do you know what they're calling her? They're referring to her as if she's godlike. Have you ever heard of the Church of the Ascension? There's a lot of them in our, in our world. Do you know what that meant? They said Mary didn't die a normal death. She was taken up to heaven and she ascended up to her throne and that's nonsense mary died a normal death like everybody else and she had to get saved like everybody else she called jesus her son savior my savior and my god yeah why did they make and by the way i've never prayed to mary 
And there's a whole lot of people. And then there's another, they call it the Church of the Ascension. But then there's another one down here, in, I think it's in uh, Bellingham, Church of the Assumption. Do you, do you know what they say? They say Mary was conceived without original sin. They elevate her to the point where they actually put her before Jesus and they say Mary in prayer, uh, what, what's the, uh, the beads? Right, the rosary beads and they elevate Mary and they, and they pray to Mary uh, because they call her the mother of God and they say, well, Mary or mother, Mother Mary, would you please talk to Jesus? I'll tell you, we've got a world that's gone crazy. And Jesus said, don't do that. Don't call, don't call him Father and don't call them Rabbi and Master. There's one God. Look at it, verse number 9. Call no man your Father upon the earth, for one is your Father, which is in heaven. God the Father, we're going to see him one day. We're going to understand him. And the Bible says uh, clearly that Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. That we're going to get to see him. And, and then Jesus promised that he, he's going to show us the Father. He's going to reveal the Heavenly Father to you and I. I'm excited about that. And by the way, if you serve the Lord Jesus Christ, did you realize that uh, you will be honored by the Father? The Father of Jesus Christ. Our Heavenly Father is going to honor you and me because we've served his son. You know, I used to think that, that I didn't understand the, the complexity of that before. I didn't understand the full meaning of that. As I grow older in the Lord and as I, as I see the world falling apart around me, I realize how important it is to be saved. This is actually getting sweeter and sweeter and deeper and deeper as the time goes by. It's getting richer and fuller. Uh, like the song says, the longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The sweeter Jesus gets. I find myself more and more longer and, and, and deeper as, a, as a, a stranger in this world, a minority I, I, I can't believe how exclusively special a Christian really is. We're going to get to see God the Father. We're going to know Him. Uh, Satan and the world, I believe, are out to uh, denigrate the role of fathers. You know what's missing in the black communities? Fathers. Deadbeat dads. Dad. The dad in the home is where the buck's supposed to stop. It's really supposed to stop there. The, if there's a problem, he's supposed to be the one to try to figure it out. Um, well, I'll tell you, I, I thank God just to be a father. I remember praying, Lord, I just want some kids. I want a family. And God said, okay. Wow. There's some prayers God was really listening to. <laughs> but I'm not upset about that. It's an honor. Blessed is the man that hath his quiver full of them. 
right? Because he gave us a big quiver. And it's quivering. <laughs> it's just fun to be saved. It's fun to know the Lord. Look at verse, uh, look at verse 10. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever exalteth himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. And I got to tell you, it's a wonderful thing to know what it is to be a father. I thank God for it. But you know, we can see in the Bible how wonderful his relationship was with his father, his heavenly father, that you and I have, have really no real depth of understanding yet. Yet we will one day. And I hope you're excited about getting to know the Lord God Almighty. Now, in the beginning, in the beginning of the, gospel, or the uh, Old Testament, in Genesis 1.1, it says, In the beginning, God. Now, I, we don't know about Jesus yet in Genesis 1.1, do we? We don't know his name. We don't know the prophecy about the, uh, unto us a son is given, a, a child is born, a son. We don't know that yet. We can see it in typology because after you read the Bible a little bit, you can look back in the Old Testament and you can find Christ in the Old Testament. But up until the New Testament, it was, not, it was very hard to understand what was going on by way of sacrifice, the Day of Atonement, the blood sacrifice, the lamb. Uh, my goodness, for 400 and some odd years, they killed lambs every day and every night. And it had to be by typology that you could, you could understand. Now, David did. David understand, understood while he was writing all the Psalms that there would be a Savior. Uh, Isaiah, all the prophets understood it. But the common man didn't really understand like we do today. Thank God for the Lord Jesus Christ to show us who God is and what He wants and everything about Him that you need to make a successful go of life Everything that you and I need in this life is available for us. We are not uh, stunted in our spiritual growth whatsoever. We have all the provisions. We have the Holy Spirit to help us understand God. We have the re revelation of the Lord God Almighty to the seven churches revelation. To John, we have the apostles. We have Apostle Paul. We've got so much to understand God. There's no excuse why people can't be a good Christian today. Amen? There's just no excuse. You know, life, life is very confusing, and I understand that. But, you know, the Bible does say, remember Genesis chapter 9, God the Father gave a rainbow as a token that he would never, ever uh, flood the earth again. That's a, that's a good, wonderful, spectacular sign. And just uh, maybe less than a month ago, I saw a beautiful rainbow have, have you ever seen the double ones? That is awesome. That's God saying, amen, amen, twice. That's the double A. That's the double rainbow. I don't know if there's ever such thing as a triple. Maybe there is. But in, uh, in, 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 in Exodus 3, there's a burning bush. There's a little picture of God the Father. But we don't know Him quite yet. There, we know there's a God. We know that there's a voice from heaven. Several times voices came to man. Uh, there's a voice in the burning bush. Uh, <clears throat> Noah was told to build an ark. Uh, God told him 
to build an ark? There's many things. The, in, on Mount Sinai, thunderings and lightning. Let's go and take a look at that. I want you to see this. Look at Exodus 19 in the, in the Old Testament. Let's go there. Since we've all had an extra hour of sleep. That was a long time ago. All right, Exodus 19, verse 16. And it says, verse 16, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet God, meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. Now that was spectacular, but that's, you still don't have the relationship that you and I understand now is God the Father and God the Son. All you have is God the Father. And boy, he's scary. He kills people at the drop of a hat. Hophni and Phinehas offer uh, false fire upon the altar. God kills them. Korah raises up in rebellion against Moses and God kills them. Over and over and over again, the fear of the Lord was instituted and it was ingrained in the, in the Jewish people that you don't mess around with God. He is fearful. He is he's scary. He, he, it's, it's fearful to fall in the hands of an angry God. And they didn't know God like you and I know God. They didn't understand him like you and I do. We have a blessing. We have the Lord Jesus Christ. You say, I want the old miracles in the Old Testament. Sorry, you don't get all those anymore. We get something better. By the way, I think it's a lot better to know Jesus and this Bible than scooping up manna every day. I think this is my manna. I think this is the bread from heaven. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now we have this new relationship that you and I have, have been given by God. It's amazing. Uh, at Jesus' baptism, a voice comes down. Of a, a dove and John the Baptist said a voice from heaven saying this is my beloved son you get to understand now there's God the father and he calls Jesus his son and the firstborn son remember back in Egypt that was an important subject the firstborn child it's it, God set it all up so that he could reveal his son to us but he set it all up that his son could reveal him to us as well 
We get both, the best of both. We get to know God the Father and God the Son. We, we have the Holy Spirit within us. One day we're going to be able to see what this is all about. And by the way, you say, where does this apply to me going to work tomorrow? Where does this apply to this world right now? Listen, you get, you get your heart and soul wrapped up into this Bible, and you get your heart and soul wrapped up into God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, and your life will be ten times better. That's the, Man shall not live by what? By bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's where your life is. That's why it might be why some people have so much trouble. Then in Matthew 17, there was a mount of transfiguration. Jesus said, uh, some of you will not, uh, not die until you, until you see heaven. And, and, and they got to see the Lord Jesus. Now, I want you to go there. And I want you to see this. This is very important for this particular subject. Let's go to Matthew 17 quickly now. And I want you to see what they saw <clears throat> because it gives you a slight little picture of what you and I will get to experience one day when you and I get to see the Lord again. By the way, the next time you see Jesus, it won't be down here. He's not coming back that way, not, not before the rapture. The next, time you, the next time Jesus is revealed to anybody, it's to his blessed people, the, the children of God. We're going to be caught up together and we'll be transformed, translated, transfigured. We're going to be resurrected. We're going to get to see him. And there's no, there's no intermediate step. Jesus calls us today. We're going to go right into glory. If you pass away today, for some reason, hopefully not. But if you pass away this very day, you're going straight to be with the Lord. And you will be transformed, translated, transfigured. It's going to be awesome. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing to fear. Death is not yours. Uh, Jesus said, he that believeth in me shall never die. That means, hey, listen, I don't mind trading in this bag of bones for a brand new one. I don't mind getting rid of all this. How many got something wrong with you? <laughs> uh, you didn't hear that, did you? Let me ask you. We all have something wrong. We all got some ache and pain and problem and uh, whether it's emotional or mental or physical or whatever it is, I got problems they haven't even labeled them yet. And some smart aleck is going to label something. It's going to call it attention deficit disorder. You know what that is? That your parents won't pay attention to you. You know what bipolar is? Mom's going that way, dad's going this way, and the kid's going like this. <laughs> yeah, we're all bipolar. I got a North Pole, I got a South Pole. What's it? I don't, that, that, that doesn't impress me. That, that, they can call it any of Oh, they got some crazy names. Then they got to just add another couple letters to it. Hey, that's what I got right there, yeah. Look at this. Matthew and uh, verse, uh, chapter 17, verse 5. It says, while he yet spake, Jesus, 
Behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, now close, closely, watch this now. This is God the Father uh, recognizing His Son. He says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. You understand then the relationship between God the Father and God the Son? It's one. They don't get separated. God the Father's not going to say, well, that's great. Now that you've received Christ as your Savior, uh, Lord, uh, Jesus, if you don't mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have some time. You do, No, 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 no. He, Jesus is in the picture all the time. He's never going to be outside the picture. Some people have said to me down through the years, well, I love God, but I don't really accept everything Jesus said. Sorry, you're wrong. You don't know God at all. That, well, I, I like God. I have my own God. I have God. I serve him in my own way. I don't have to do it. Jesus said, I don't have to do it the way he said. Hey, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And <laughs> I, there's, I'm the, truth, the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. You don't get in. You don't go around me. You don't go over me. You don't disagree with me. I'm Jesus. You do exactly what I say. You want to get to heaven? You come through this door right here. Jesus is the door to heaven. There's only one door. See how important he is? And see what he's going to do. He's going to open to us this wonderful, incredible, spectacular, incomprehensible relationship with God the Father. He promised that he would show us. And by the way, if you, if you realize sometimes the way Jesus talked was, I, 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 we're not little Jesuses, but we are the children of God. Please understand, we're born into his family. We are related to God the Father through Christ the Son, and we're brother. He, did, he doesn't call us servants anymore. He calls us brethren. He calls us friends. He's not intimidated. Man, if I knew there was a big treasure someplace in some garage, I wouldn't tell you about it. I love you, but uh-uh, uh-uh. Me and Mrs. Shaver are going to go check it out, and maybe some of the kids won't even know about it. <laughs> and we're heading to Hawaii. No, I, eventually, hey, that's just, that's just the way things are. And don't tell me you're any different. But, but eventually, hey, you know what Jesus said? I'm going to open God's treasure to you, and it's all yours. In fact, his inheritance is our inheritance. There's no stinginess with the Lord. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. This is amazing. Oh, this I've only got three more pages. Hold on. Look at John 12. I don't think God the Father gets enough preached about. I don't think people preach enough about God the Father. Because He is a Father. And 
it's not an irres irrespect it's not a, a, a disrespectful thing to talk about him. He wants us. It's Jesus said it's the, it's it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom, but you can't have it unless you go through Christ. It's it's God God the Father God. Do you know in 1 John, it says, I think three times, that God is love. He said, yeah, but I can't love you. I'm sorry, I can't love you. I don't even know you. And outside of Jesus, I don't even love you. I can't love you. I can't, I can't love you like I want to. I, I, I would love you. I do love you. But if you don't love the son, I could bring Jack up here again and say, give that illustration over and over and over again. If you don't like Jack, I'm sorry, I don't want to be with you. If, you. if you don't love Jack, I actually hate you. Because you hate my son, I hate you. In fact, if you don't love my son, I'm going to send you to hell. You say, that's pretty powerful. That's exactly what the Bible says. That is hard to say, but it's true. There's no... There's no rejecting Jesus Christ and then have, have, expecting to have a relationship with God the Father. Now you say, God would never say that. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Why would he send anybody to hell in this whole world? Why would God the Father send somebody to an everlasting burning lake of fire? Why would God do that? Oh, because he's terrible. No, he's not. You're terrible, world. You're the one that's got the problem. It's not God. You've got the problem. Hey, uh, hey, you that, you that have rejected Christ, you say, well, I didn't mean to. Okay, well, that's why we have a missionary going to your country. That's why we have the word of God the most popular printed book known to man and more so than Harry Potter's uh, dumb trilogy or whatever they call that. Well, that was quite a blockbuster sale, but nothing's, nothing's ever done what this book has done. There's no boundary to this book. So I want to say, would God ever do that? Look at John 12. Of course he would. <clears throat> Look at now. And uh, we're going to finish up verse 25 in John 12. He says, He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, watch now, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will what? My Father honor. My Father will honor you for serving me. It's amazing. God's going to reveal Himself. He already has. I could go to Hebrews, the express image of the person of God the Father is found in His Son. And He tells all the angels, worship my Son. Then He refers to Jesus as God. God the Father stands behind Jesus Christ. Jesus would be Jack. God the Father would be me. And there's the picture 
of God the Father and God the Son. And then you have the Holy Spirit. I should have put her behind Jack, and then, but she's taller than me, so. <laughs> Almost. We have a heavenly Father. And he's found in Christ. And I want to finish with this. Let's get 1 John chapter 3. So this morning, aren't you glad that you know the Lord Jesus? Aren't you glad that your salvation is so special that because you were saved, now you get to have God the Father revealed to you and you get to see the end result would be living in the Father's kingdom, the Father's city. You get to see God the Father. Oh, it's just spectacular. Listen, don't tell me being a Christian is boring. Look at 1 John chapter 3, and now here it is. Behold what manner of love the who? The Father. The Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. That's a little s there. We're not gods. We're not little Jesuses, but we are the sons of God. Male and female. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Now that goes on in the very deep part of that scripture. But I want to say one day we're going to see the fullness of God. We're going to see the fullness of Jesus Christ. We're going to see the fullness of the Shekinah glory, the Bible calls it. Uh, in in uh, either Greek or Hebrew, the word Shekinah is the express full glory of God the Father through God the Son. We're going to be seeing Him, and we're going to be there, and we're going to enjoy Him, and then we're going to have no more problems and no more sin, and we're going to serve in His kingdom forever and ever and ever. And by the way, Jesus isn't going to uh, take a back seat. He's going to be there with us the whole time throughout eternity. I think we ought to just think now how, how, how rich we really are as we have received Christ as our Savior. I'm mighty glad I'm saved. I'm mighty glad. This Bible encourages us. It gives us a future. It gives us something to live for today. It gives us a reason to go forward. It gives us a reason to keep our hands on the plow, to look forward, look up, listen for the shout, look for the, look for the uh, appearing of the Lord, stay close to God. Why? It'll be worth it in the end. Let's bow our heads for prayer.